You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. Welcome back to Messy in the Middle, where today we're going to be talking about content. And I think that talking about content for me is especially kind of funny because I don't love content. I don't really love creating content. I'm down to consume content, but I think a lot of times, like the volume of content that we are used to consuming as individuals has had a really annoying and unnecessary impact on the volume of content we need to create as business owners and as marketers. And I'm not going to lie, I sometimes wish I lived back in like the Mad Men era, not because women had it so great back then, but because, you know, a marketing campaign was a slogan, an idea, and an airtime. And it didn't really have quite as much content behind it all the time there wasn't like blog posts and social media and like all of these different iterations of everything um but that's not the point for today we're not here to have me rant about how much I don't like content we're here to talk about the three things that I like to keep in mind when mapping out a content plan so this is going to sound familiar to some degree, because it all comes back to this concept of like, no, and trust or no, like, and trust. But a problem that I have with the concept of no, like, and trust is it's become so simplified that for me, at least, it's kind of confusing. Um, For example, I genuinely do not know if the order is no, like, trust or like, no, trust. The concept is You create content that gets out there and gets people to know you. You create content that helps people like you and helps people, you know, want to give you some type of information in exchange for getting more from you, whether that be an email address, a follow, or something like that. And then you create content that gets people to trust you, whether that is more credibility building content or if it's like a low ticket offer that someone's willing to trust you with their credit card information, trust you with their money in order to get the information that you provide. That's the general vibe of no like trust, but I don't think it really gets to the root of what the purpose of each type of content is, what the psychology behind it is, and then how to make sure that you're actually balancing it to create a content structure that people actually want to enjoy as opposed to just like this formulaic this is no content this is like content this is trust content type of marketing plan so when I'm focusing on my own content and weekly marketing activities I look at three different goals for content and those are visibility credibility and relationship building visibility is going to fall into that first category of the no or like it's content that gets me in people's faces so that they actually 
see my content and know that I exist. So when I'm planning out my ongoing content, I'm thinking like, I want visibility content that has a short lifespan. It's quick to create. It's quick to digest. And it's very like, hey, here I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. These are the next steps that you can take. The point of visibility content is not going to be giving someone all of the value in the world and making sure that they like walk away from that piece of visibility content like they can create their own marketing strategy. The purpose of visibility content is for someone to walk away and think like, okay, now I know who Haley is. Some of the benefits of visibility content is if you are focusing on creating that short form, short, like low effort visibility content, um, you can create a lot of it and not a lot of time. And that's really beneficial because we are in a day and age where content is having a shorter and shorter lifespan. So focusing on platforms like TikTok for visibility is great. Instagram to some degree for visibility is great. Generally any like short form social media for visibility because you can create it, it goes out there, the people who are going to see it are going to see it, and then it's kind of gone. So it doesn't really matter that it's going away so quickly because you don't need to put as much effort into creating it. There are some examples of more elaborate visibility strategies, like obviously there's Facebook ads for visibility, and that's a completely separate beast because obviously it costs more money there are higher stakes um the pieces of content last longer because you're putting money behind them um so there's the paid side of visibility there's also the pr publicity side of of visibility where you're going and being on other people's podcasts or participating in other people's events or even like co-sponsoring things where sometimes you are putting money behind it, but it's not as risky feeling as Facebook ads can be. Those also are considered visibility, but for the purposes of right now, I'm thinking like if I wake up on a Monday and I want to look at my marketing plan for Tuesday through Friday, what's something for visibility that I can do and kind of like whip out from my back pocket? And that's going to be short form content social media, really like easy, low-hanging fruit kind of stuff. Um, so I always consider those visibility strategies in mind when I'm looking at my weekly marketing plan. The next thing that I think about is credibility. So if you've listened to the Selling Without Feeling Sleazy episode of this podcast or seen some of the other content we've created around the pillars of sales psychology, you know that when we're talking about credibility, we're really talking about that sales psychology element of authority, but we don't like the idea of authority because it's essentially saying that people should feel compelled to obey what you're saying, as opposed to feeling inspired to follow it or feeling confident in trusting it. So when we look at content designed to boost credibility, the structure of this content is going to be more of a medium to long lifespan. It could last as long as a TikTok in terms of like the for you page circulation, but it could also be more like a LinkedIn post that sticks around longer or a podcast episode that will kind of like stay in the top of people's feed and the top of people's minds for a longer period of time. It's a little bit more in-depth in terms of the topic and talking about more of the how and the why than just the what compared to visibility. So 
for example, a visibility TikTok is me showing up and being like, hey, I'm Haley. I care about ethical marketing, the marketing roadmap, and trauma-informed business. The done, that's the visibility piece. A credibility version of that could maybe be instead of a 15-second TikTok, we've got a three-minute TikTok where I'm talking about what the marketing roadmap is or I'm talking about what the pillars of trauma-informed care are and how I can apply them to the business. Those are both things that will be coming up in future podcast episodes this season, so stay tuned. But the idea behind this credibility content is that it is easier to digest because it is more subtle. It's not as in your face as that visibility content, but it's more in-depth in giving someone an actual takeaway that says, this is why I'm worth trusting. Here's how you can benefit from trusting me. And here's why I am a good resource to have in your arsenal, whether that means following my content, subscribing to my newsletter, hiring me for something. It's basically saying, I know enough about what I'm talking about for you to want to keep me around. And then that leads us into our third pillar, which is going to be relationship building. And so that's going to be content and activities that touch the people you have connected with in that credibility content and make them either actually develop a closer relationship with you or feel like they're developing a closer relationship with you because of the type of content you're creating or the way that you're engaging with them. So the purpose of relationship building content is to put a face to the name on the other side. So they're seeing your visibility content, they're seeing who you are and what you stand for. They're seeing your credibility content, they're seeing why you're worth paying attention to, why you're worth listening to, why you're worth hiring. Now you wanna flip the script and get to know them, learn who they are, learn what they stand for. And just like they're qualifying you to see if you are worth hiring as a service provider, this period can be you qualifying them to see if they're a good potential client, potential networking partner, potential relationship to continue to strengthen and follow up with over time. So to some degree, this can be a little bit more like of a parasocial relationship building. You can be sharing more personal, meaningful content to help the people on the other side feel like they're developing a relationship with you and then they'll feel more likely to want to open up and share. If you are someone with a larger audience, this can be a more efficient way to do things. And then as you're building those relationships and people are reaching out to you, you can kind of follow up and strengthen them. But for a lot of us smaller business owners or people with smaller audiences who are still really relying on networking and relationships and referrals for the bulk of their business, first, I want to say there's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to go on a small tangent, I think. So when we get into business, we're often told, like, you got to scale, you got to scale, you got to scale. You've got to get yourself out of every process possible. And for a lot of people, that includes marketing. But the thing with getting yourself out of marketing when your most successful form of marketing is relationships and networking and referrals is relationships and networking and referrals kind of are always going to be a part of your marketing. 
So if you're trying to get yourself out of all of that and stop having to do the relationship side of growing your business, more social media content, more email marketing, less personal content isn't going to just like flip the script so that one day you don't need to do the networking anymore. It's going to be like a very slow shift. And so if you're finding success in networking, keep doing it because eventually it could lead to you not having to do as much networking. But if you just stop one day, it's not just going to like magically fill in where you're getting more leads and clients from other places. because relationship building and networking are so powerful, they're really difficult to replace. So rather than trying to just opt out of them completely, I recommend that we try to optimize them through this pillar of relationship building as a weekly marketing activity. So we've got this idea of putting a face to the name on the other side, whether that means creating content that people want to reach out to you and connect over, or you reaching out to people who are connecting with you in some other way, whether they're following you on LinkedIn or they've replied to one of your emails or you just have them on your radar for some reason, we're going to want to do some type of relationship building activity in order to maintain those relationships, potentially nurture those leads and kind of see where things can go. So from a relationship building perspective, if we're not getting into actual networking, actually reaching out to people, what type of content can we create that is nurturing relationships without making us have to go out and actually talk to people? Because I'm pretty introverted. I only have the bandwidth for that at certain times of sometimes the year, sometimes the week, sometimes the month. It all depends. So we want to think of ways that we can cultivate those relationships without having to actually do FaceTime. And one of my favorite ways to do that is by celebrating the people that I have relationships with online, whether that means highlighting a past publicity event that we've done together, highlighting a past, you know, podcast collaboration, brainstorm, networking event that we've attended, something like that, where you can just bring to the forefront, like, hey, I know this person, they're amazing, you should reach out to them, or I've worked with them and it's been great, and kind of like getting them that publicity reminds them that you are a valuable member of their network. But aside from sharing content and doing that side of relationship building, it can simply be reaching out to someone and messaging them and being like, hey, it's been a minute, just checking in, what's up? And it doesn't have to be this like ongoing calculated thing. Like if you want to sit and go through your Instagram stories and send a personalized message to every single person who's watched every single one of your stories in the last 24 hours, go for it. Live your life. But it could be a lot less intense than that. It can be a lot less overwhelming than that. It can be as simple as thinking about What's a relationship that you used to be really good at, you know, staying on top of that you've kind of let fall to the wayside? Is there a podcast interview that you've been meaning to follow up on and schedule? 
so for the last week, I spent a lot of time working on my relationship building because for the past, I don't know, two or three months, I've spent a lot of time hiding out in my house by myself. So the ways that I engaged in relationship building for my marketing content last week were I went to an in-person networking event. I went to the first one I've gone to in the whole year so far um, because I needed to get out of my house. I needed to remind myself that I know how to build relationships. And I wanted to be social. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to make friends. And it worked. And some of them are actually going to be on the podcast later this season. So that's exciting. So I went to a networking event. I followed up with people who had sent me networking requests in the past that I'd not blown off, but been like, yeah, yeah, sure, maybe later. I reached out and was like, hello, later is now. Would you like to connect? There's really no shame in acknowledging the humanity of like not being in the mood to network sometimes. And then when you are in the mood to do those relationship building activities, really leaning into them and making them a fun part of your week. And so then the benefits of having these relationship building activities in your weekly marketing schedule are that you don't do what I did and go months without talking to another human being outside of the people who live with you. Um, You are able to stay top of mind for people as potential clients, but also as potential referral partners. The number of people who I will reach out to and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like I needed to recommend a copywriter to someone a couple weeks ago. Like I should have thought to recommend you or I wish I remembered to recommend you or I wish I knew you were doing that because I had someone who would have been a perfect fit. Um, There's so much of networking and relationships and referrals that's really just about being top of mind. And it doesn't need to be as complicated as sending out like quarterly thank yous to people who have referred people to you in the past to stay top of mind to them. It can really be as simple as just sending a message and being like, hey, hope you're doing well. Let's connect sometime again soon. Like maintaining relationships doesn't have to be this like exhaustive, massive thing. Speaking of exhaustive, visibility, credibility, relationship building. This is not an exhaustive list of every single option for every single strategy you can do to market your business. Like I mentioned in the beginning, there are plenty of longer term marketing strategies for visibility, credibility, relationship building, and a combination of the three. And there's also the fact that visibility, credibility, and relationship building don't cover sales. You know, there are other things that you can focus on when creating content, but I find that when leading with a balance of visibility, credibility, and relationship building, I am able to create a marketing environment for myself that is conducive to inquiries and therefore I don't have to create as much outright sales content. So when I'm sitting down and thinking about my marketing strategy at the beginning of every week or the beginning of every quarter, I look at what are the ways I'm planning to market this week? What are the posts that I plan to send? What are the emails that I plan to send? What are the events I plan to attend? And then I just make sure that there's some balance of visibility, credibility, and relationship building in there. Because sometimes we can really get on a roll and just want to have fun on TikTok. And when we do that, we can get a ton of visibility, which is awesome. But if there's no plan to build on that visibility with some type of 
credibility or relationship building to lead people to sales, it doesn't really matter that 10 times the number of people saw your TikTok that normally do if all they did was see that TikTok. So we really want to give people the opportunity to move through your marketing funnel, even if it's just through your outward marketing activities. That's that. Those are the things that I focus on when mapping out my content plan every week. And yeah, this is the first episode back for season three of Messy in the Middle. I'm trying to keep things a bit more casual this season as you'll start to notice. And yeah, we've got some great interviews lined up. Like I said, my burst of productivity last week, I've got, I think, four interviews this week on top of recording some of these episodes. So if you hear my voice start to die out by the end, you'll know why. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. If you liked this episode, send it to a friend. If you didn't like it, send me a DM. I'd like to know why. As much fun as this podcast is to create, I did say in the beginning that, you know, content creation isn't my favorite part of running a business. It's really not. Um, So if I'm creating this in a way that isn't serving you guys as the listeners, I want to know and I want to fix it. So let me know how all of this is sitting with you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and a fantastic spring if you're listening to this live when it's coming out. Bye. Hey there, thanks for listening all the way to the end, or more likely, thanks for leaving your phone just far enough away that you can't get to it in time to skip past this part. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And shout out to my guests for joining me, my dog for not barking, my editor Chrissy for doing her thing, and my friend Devin for letting me use his music. You can check out all of the links for the podcast, anything mentioned in today's episode, and the amazing people who helped me put on the show in the show notes. Bye.